Welcome to Tig's Bits, and this week we continue our celebration of National Barbecue Month. JR, Chad, and myself share some of our favorite food stories, places, recipes, and guilty pleasures from finger-licking good barbecue to whether or not potato salad goes in a gumbo. And it does, by the way. So kick back, relax, and prepare to have your taste buds tantalized. Look, don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you're watching this on YouTube. Follow the show if you're seeing this on social media or if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us some comments on the clips that we share on social media and tell us some of your favorite places that you like to go to. Let's get into it. I'll tell you on my little list here, uh, it's funny you hit on a few of the, I had honorable mentions, you know, with Rendezvous in, in Memphis because it's fantastic. But for me, you know, growing up in Alabama, there were, there were some cool influences. Like we started with hooks, you know, that's what I grew up with. You get the whiz bang sampler and the whiz bang sampler, you got chicken, you got ribs, you got pulled pork, and then you got a little slice of uh, pound cake on the side, you know, to finish this thing off. So that was, I mean, they did a great job, but dude, the, the best barbecue dish, and again, this is kind of spinning things off, taking barbecue and involving it in something else. So I was at, uh, one day went to Avondale Brewery and they were like, yeah, we got barbecue next door. And Saul's had just opened there at Avondale. And I don't know if you ever had Saul's barbecue or not. Sorry, ass Wilson. Uh, what's his name? Mike Wilson that owns it. I guess his teachers always said he'd never mount anything, you know, sorry, ass Wilson. So, uh, <laughs> but he's got this barbecue joint. And I think the story goes is one day they had way more pork or, or something and they were like man what are we gonna do and they just threw together they took some these alabama ground grits they got some collards some spicy collards layered that on top come in with pulled pork and then did some really small fried onion rings on top with their sauce on there which is a real tangy high vinegar more of a carolina sauce that's the best barbecue dish i've ever put in my i mean like those flavors come together it's just like the south in a stack that's the best dish i've ever had and it actually kind of made me start changing some of the things i do with barbecue like when i like to smoke a boston but i enjoy a, you know a traditional sandwich or whatever just pork on a plate with some sauce but i'll take the rest of that half that and i'll end up putting that in my gumbo you know a week or so or two later i'll freeze it and bring it back out and make like a sausage chicken and boston buck gumbo so i like to get a little more creative with smoking things and involving them in something else you know so yeah but yeah absolutely no that that's just smart yeah, no for sure it is but that's my favorite dish never put pulled pork in a gumbo but it, why wouldn't oh you? my god i, I mean it. it's yeah it when you've cooked the chicken down and everything else in there it's already kind of shredded like that so why wouldn't you just chunk a little pork in there too oh, what is that smoke flavor Shit. oh it's that thing i smoked for 18 hours the other day Are you dang right it yeah. is yeah i mean you Put already you've already got your roux nice and dark and before we jump on a tangent that is a whole nother podcast oh yeah gumbo uh <laughs> gumbo later. Love gumbo. <laughs> yeah but yeah you can and, and doing that too you know sense. making your own um barbecue baked beans you know just mm. baked beans with good barbecue bits and and charred ends oh, and stuff yeah. like that just just giblets and scraping yeah, I get, barbecue I, I go off deep in my baked beans i love them like but you know i like yeah to make them highly involved like that i cooked those beans on monday oh yeah oh oh yeah them ribs and that corn oh my god anyway. oh, see i'm yeah. like see i do like the i like the beans i always get baked beans and potato salad if they if that's what they serve with their barbecue and and just like with certain other things i know some people don't like their food touching but i'm not one of those Mine is the perfect ratio of a bite of potato salad with the portioned out a right amount of beans 
So the so the the uh, I'm with the this. salty sweetness takes over the creamy oh. of that, and it balances out, and it's just the perfect bite to every, after yes. every couple of bites of barbecue to just, just mix that palate all up, and it's clean and nice. And yeah, I mean, I like baked beans and potato salad on their own, but if you get that right bit, it's like your gumbo with your potato salad and your rice. I was about just, to say, folks, this guy, this guy, he puts potato salad in his gumbo. There's no doubt. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is the right way, by the way. Once I moved to South Louisiana, I realized that was the correct way, and I've never looked back and tried it any other way. Yeah, you you literally put a you put your rice, and then your gumbo over top, then you put you a nice big helping dollop mm. of the right in your gumbo. Mm. And then you get a little bit of that off with every couple of bites. Yeah, just kind of keep working just, it off the edge there. It yeah. just works, oh, my man. God. It just yeah. works. I'm so hungry. You know, and I think that, you know, you feel bad for people who don't like certain things. I'm lucky there's only a handful of things I really don't care for. Ain't much. But, you can look you at know, me and tell. I ain't right, missed many meals. <laughs> right. But, like, if you don't like mayonnaise or creamy stuff, boy, that takes a lot out. Or if you don't like onions, it's like, oh, oh boy, God. that takes a lot out of cooking and really does. variations if you can't do a couple of those. And mustard. Oh, and, my God. You know, Love or, some or mustard. Some people don't like vinegar. And uh, you know, it's like, oh, boy, that's, there's your, or, or black pepper. I'm like, ugh. You know, but the same can go true if you use too much as well. It can be if you use too much oh, onions hey, oh, and stuff, it's sure. not good. If you're too much salt on anything, I agree. Too much mayonnaise. Too I mean, far. I've had potato salad where I'm like, it's too much mayonnaise. It's this too much. Yeah, yeah, yep, for so. sure. I got to give a shout out to my neighbor Shane. He makes the best potato salad I've ever had in my life. Just nice. a little quick shout out to him. It's freaking yeah, wow. amazing. And I, yeah, it's really good. My mom's this is the recipe that I use. Best I'd ever had in my life. Speaking of bland seasonings, that's what I'm I'm getting at. My mom and dad, I didn't grow up having a lot of spice, a lot of pepper stuff. Just salt really was all that was that was it. That they right. just used salt, mom and dad. They they didn't add garlic powder and onion powder and all that right. stuff that I do once I moved to South Louisiana and you know uh, started tasting stuff that wasn't just bland. I, I started to refine my palate. I guess I guess you will, but they they just want it bland. So no offense, my mom and I have had this discussion. I like to have it kicked up a little bit. I yep. love them both, but Shane's is the only one that I I want now, and I can't replicate it. Dang. I've tried, and I'm not a potato salad guy. Like as far as making it, I'm just you know I mean I've done it like. I'm a low-level beginner on potato salad, but I love and appreciate a good potato salad. So, I oh, yeah. try that my action. Own, but I, yeah, my wife makes a great one when we do gumbo, and you know, any any. My mom always did a good potato salad. Um, you know, it, it's um, it, but that's the thing too. You know, you don't know. Sometimes you don't know, and if you didn't grow up trying so, eating something, that means you can't like it later because you know. I, I believe that that's your right. taste buds and palates do, palates do change because there's things I like oh, now that I didn't like when I was younger, and things I like when I was younger I don't eat now. Some of it right. mainly is because I don't want indigestion. But uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, uh, that's a whole other thing. Why you have to change your stuff up. Like if you like a lot of salt, well, eventually you're probably going to get cut out to have no salt because you got to balance it or it'll yeah. be detrimental at some point, you know? Yeah. And that's my thing. I want to be able to, tr I want to be able to have stuff forever. So if I need to lay off something now, I'd rather lay off a little now that I can always have a little than have to be told at some point you can't ever have can't this have anymore. Any. That's you know, right. So, well, that's why the, uh, what, you know, the peppers usually ahead, are okay Lacey. for you because they're actually good for your digestive system. So it kind of, it mans you up, you know, like even my yeah. kids, they <laughs> love, I mean, we eat, dude, I've got 
eight different peppers growing right now in my garden. You know what I mean? We're going to do all kinds of action with that. We're right. going to make pepper jelly. I'm going to make a, oh, yeah. a hot pepper mustard. We're going to make pepper sauce. I mean, like, we're going to keep going. And they love, like, the the heat level around here. About average meal is hotter than most can probably handle. <laughs> you know? But, 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 yeah, well, but I love like, it. I, I've, watched Bla- I've seen Blasey... D- eat hot do these you know do hot nothing phases him number one i've it's unbelievable the only person that could rival this is is another neighbor of mine named adam that dude it's like y'all just have dead tongue or something i mean i don't know how the hell you could put a dab of habanero death creep reaper i'm gonna kill you (laughs) sauce and it, and you just you're like, whoo, that's a little hot, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. Where I'm over in the corner, freaking curled up, sweating, hating life, trying to wishing I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me a gallon of milk, like I can't do it. You know, I think everybody's palate's a little bit different. So kudos to you out there who can just eat peppers straight, no doubt. And, and, you know, talking about giving shout-outs, and, and, and Blasey had mentioned the hometown stuff, I was going to give a shout-out to my hometown uh, barbecue places I grew up eating because I did grow up in Elmore County, Alabama, um, and there were there were some good ones. And I'm looking back, I'm thinking they were still fine. You know, um, unfortunately, a lot of them are closed these days. But in Tallahassee, Alabama, there was one Johnny G's was around for a long time, and Johnny G's was always fine. Johnny Graham, um, it eventually turned into a Mexican restaurant, but um, that was always a good one. And right up the road in, um, from the lake in Eclectic, where I'm from, we had Cotton's Barbecue, which is on Highway 14. It's been it's been around for a long time. I'm sure they're still in business. Haven't been up there in a while, um, and it was fine. Um, tomato-based sauce. I remember it really being a rich tomato-based sauce they used. Um, and then in town, we had Old South Barbecue and New South Barbecue, which both were just okay. I, I wouldn't. They weren't as good as Cotton's or Johnny G's, but both those are okay. So those are my. Growing up, I ate those a lot because that was the only thing in town. That was the only thing within 30-minute drive, really. They, even if you went to Tallahassee, there was a Hardee's and a Dairy Queen. That was it. And then Eclectic, right. we had one stoplight. There was no food. I mean, it was a couple of cafes, maybe, <laughs> and they came and went. But those barbecue places seemed to stick around, and that was what, if you are at the lake and, you know, you didn't cook, you ordered a couple of pounds of this and a couple of this and that, quarts of whatever, and you went and picked it up and brought it back to the lake for everybody to eat. You know, while you're swimming, right, and stuff. right. Uh, but it was fine. And like I said, though, once you get off and you travel and you really have some some different perspective and different seasonings and different methods, um, and then you know, I've been fortunate enough. I'm sure you guys have been to barbecue competitions. You know, I've been to Memphis in May a few times and things like that. And I mean, then you get to try different stuff and really realize it's a lot more to it than just your local little pulled pork sandwich. It, it, you know, it is. Oh, man. Yep. There's a there's a ton to it. You break it down with rubs, sauces. I mean, look behind me. My buddy, we're shouting out people. Uh, T-Bird. T-Bird's barbecue sauce is just absolutely phenomenal. It is the best barbecue sauce that I've ever had, hands down. What kind of sauce it's is like it? Not like, not even close. What, it is. Like, what's it? This... What's the coloring? This is an, and uh, okay. just to put it out there. Yeah. Beautiful label. I love the label. It, uh, it is, it's more of, it's a sweet and spicy sauce. Just to, just to wrap it up quick. It's called uh, T-Bird's Honey Cayenne uh, Barbecue Sauce. So it's, it's got oh, some cayenne in it. Kick. It's super yeah. 
it's it's sweet. I wish I could pour it out. It's kind of I don't know if you can see a little thinner. Yeah, it's pretty thin. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's my kind of sauce. That's a little bit thin. I still buy the uh, jars of Dreamland at Rouse's and uh, use that. It's the same. It's thin it so like good. that, and it's peppery and spicy. But um, that is a, a sweet but thin sauce, which is it's perfect for glazing, yep. perfect to glaze ribs. It's perfect for anything. I mean, you can just put it in pulled pork or whatever. There's right. nothing you can't do with it. The blue one, that's their original barbecue sauce. It's uh, it, it's it's the same stuff pretty much uh but it doesn't have the heat mm. it just doesn't have it doesn't it's got a little bit of a kick a little bit it's the pepper that i wonder it, where a fella can get a couple uh, bottles of that yeah you can of course you can <laughs> hey and i tell <laughs> you both can while i'm thinking about it and thinking about different things and different flavors you know um we didn't get too far out of the the, the states around us which obviously georgia has a lot of good barbecue there's real good barbecue down in florida has different places and they do different stuff they do some really good chicken and pork down in florida um, Delaware, I've had good barbecue in Delaware. I've had hmm. good barbecue in New York City. You know what I mean? New I've York had good City. <laughs> Get a rope. I'll tell you a, a different one that most people won't know about is out west in California. That's um, where I. That's where I was uh, wanting to. I was kind of thinking maybe one of your catering or you know one of the uh, concerts yeah. or something that maybe you were going to say. I was expecting you to say somewhere in like Fresno, California, or something right. like that. Not in like Tennessee, right? <laughs> yeah. But no, and actually, California has really good barbecue, and um, and a lot yeah. different than you would think. Because you know, we think of like like Lacey was saying here in Alabama, it's usually chicken and pork more than anything. Not even as much beef, really. I mean, we don't right, brisket's right, not yeah. wasn't a huge yep. thing. I didn't really have brisket till I started going to Texas, which in Texas beef is yep. big, beef ribs, beef yep. brisket because it's right, beef right. country. Well, out in California. Uh, their cut of meat that they've adopted and turned into their kind of staple there is tri-tip, oh, yeah. uh, tri-tip yeah. beef because it was it was kind of like our our greens or certain things we eat here. It was originally the the lower cut and it was kind of given to the uh, the lower uh, uh, totem pole of people who were on the pecking order of getting the meat. Uh, so it was right. a cheaper product, but it ended up they learned how to cook it really good, same as did here with collard greens and stuff and, and mustard greens that everybody loves it. And then it became a del- delicacy. Uh, from that and tri-tip, uh, when I first went out there and had it, uh, absolutely phenomenal and a um, little different seasoning, but kind of uh, basic, but yeah, with the peppery, spicy stuff, but just a a, a different cut of meat, but a, a really cool and delicious uh, tri-tip sandwich. I've had some, I, I put some of those tri-tip sandwiches I've had up at, at catering in, te- in California uh, with a barbecue sandwich anywhere um, as far yeah. as, you know, just tender and just. Just like when you're eating a nice steak, it's when you oh. bite into it, it's supposed to feel like oil and wine and butter all just exploding in your mouth at the same time. I was time. like a and brisket and a good... ribeye just ran together. Kind of, just... yes. Oh, here we are. Yeah. Yep. It's, oh. That's a good here. It's called a tri-tip. Yeah. It has multiple ways the grain runs, but don't worry about it. If you know how to cut it right, you're fine. Exactly. And how to, they put it on these big, these, uh, big rotating grills. And it would go over the fire, and then we'd have the the. Uh, I remember one time doing it at a hunting camp with John Party, and they had the big um, cast iron skillets with potatoes on it, and it would rotate around, and that's that's what we did. I remember telling John, uh, which he didn't do it, which uh, uh, still possible, but I always thought he should open a California barbecue joint in Nashville because everything's so yeah, yeah that's a trendy. Great idea, it, and serve tri tip, which no you one ever else it. is serving it. 
never no one no. visit and, and and call the restaurant just the tip and um but and sell just try tips and call it just the that's tip. that's a great idea well so somebody's gonna steal that idea oh yeah yep. there you thing. go folks you know, there you go i never uh, even eat send send that message to uh tig's bits and we'll be happy to help you with yep. that we'll, we'll push it's right yep. it's his idea hey i never had a try tip until my old neighbor and he moved here from illinois and he's kind of like a country boy from illinois and uh and he would order in these tri-tips to get from Snake River Farms, which I think is out of Iowa. And they were American Wagyu tri-tip. And he invited me over one night, and he cooked that bad boy smoked. He's all dialed in, too. You know, he, he gets all into the smoking and grilling. And, dude, we cut this tri-tip. And that was just, that was one of the best cuts of meat I've ever had in my life. And, right. like, it it really kind of changed things. I ended up sending Brantley I ordered ordered a tri tip from Snake River Farms, right. and there was a deal on them. I sent him one. I sent me one. We both got after them. They turned out phenomenal. I mean, and dude, I've only eaten it yep. a few times. I just recently got exposed to it in the last year, yep. year and a half. That is an unbelievable cut of meat, man. It really is. It's, it's so else, good, you know. And that's kind of like even growing up. I didn't eat a lot of wings growing up. I didn't really eat wings till we went to college, and then they would have wing nights and that was the same penny way. beer nights yep. and stuff. I never really had, and I didn't ever I eat ranch dressing until I ate wings, because um, I ate Thousand Island on my salad growing up. Uh, <laughs> right, my, gra- my granddad did, so I did what my granddad ain't did. Ain't nothing wrong with Thousand Island, exactly. No, not like one it. thing. <sighs> no, not a uh, single thing. Ranch, Especially ranch really I took love- off and left Thousand Island behind, and I, you know, ranch is good, but damn, Thousand Island, why it didn't made a run? You know, <laughs> where's its run? I don't at? know. <laughs> but like you said, it, it's it's funny how that worked, but, you know, when, certain stuff goes with certain things, like the different kinds of barbecue sauce that go with the different fl- types of meat, just like, I don't know why, wings and ranch dressing or blue cheese, which I like that yeah. as well. They go so well with smoked wings, but um, that's another one of my favorites to get off now. Like I was, I didn't grow up eating, but now that I travel, it's just good smoked wings. I don't really like fried battered wings anymore, but a smokehouse, a barbecue joint that does smoked wings, naked smoked wings with a dry rub. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's my God. I can eat, I can eat two dozen. No, so good. Every other one in some ranch or some sauce. Um, but, uh, that, that's, that's like the tri tip. That's something that's, you know, more regional, but. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people may have comment on the, in the in the comments. Um, leave us a message if you've ever had tri tip, or if there's another type of barbecued meat from your area that we don't know of. Obviously, we, yeah. we're aware of. You know, we've been to hunting camps where they put a a hind quarter of a deer on a smoker overnight, or in the a pig mm. in the ground overnight, a boucherie kind of deal. Um, Always wanted to do I've that. Had, I've, a, I've never done it. You know. Yep, we need to do that. Um, Hank talks you know, about that a little or, bit, don't he? Yeah, and ever d- duck, <laughs> duck, you know, duck. I know a lot of in yep. the, in the Louisiana. Oh yeah, uh, area, yeah. There's a lot of different ways that they do duck, and we can talk about their traditional things. You know, uh, give me some bacon wrapped jalapeno poppers, duck or poppers, duck, or du- uh, duck poppers. Oh my yes. god, man! A friend Thanks. of mine. I give a shout out to my buddy Tommy Piku down in Homa. This has probably been five or six years ago, but he gave me a bag of teal breast out of the back of his truck one day. He was coming back from hunting, and it was they were already. Ready to go, he said. Just soak them in some no. buttermilk or milk other not overnight, and do whatever you want with them. But they were teal breast, and I took those and jalapeno peppers and cream cheese and wrapped them in in bacon and put those on the grill. And those are my favorite poppers that I've ever eaten anywhere. I've definitely that I've ever cooked, but I've ever had anywhere was teal breast, a little bit of jal- a little bit of uh, sour or cream cheese with the jalapeno and the bacon wrap on it. 
absolutely mm. phenomenal. God. Uh, but I, and, you know, and I know, in, and I'm sure in other areas, you know, I'm sure there's yeah. somebody in probably Alabama or West Virginia or somewhere that's barbecued some squirrel or some possum or, you know, or wild oh, rabbit, for sure. you know, or uh, I know deer meat and elk and, you know, salmon. I mean, cause a lot of people barbecue fish. That's something we don't really know about, but I know my friend from Minnesota has talked about, they barbecue fish on planks and stuff. Smoked tuna dip. Is that barbecue? Is smoked tuna dip barbecue? I mean, it's smoke. It's smoke. So yeah, same process. I, mean, that's, that's a, I did some. Uh, is I did there some a fire and court. smoke? And that that's, that's kind a, of. And did you use that to cook? Right. Whatever you're eating, or was it a part of? Was it, then no. Then I yeah. mean, it's barbecue. Well, I've got a. Uh, I run the Traeger setup now. I've got a small Traeger okay. tailgater that I use now, and I've got my Weber out there too. But I just tend to use the Traeger more than anything. Yeah, um, I'm these a big days. pellet grill. Big pellet yep. grill. So guy I did last night. Tech. I took two uh, two leg quarters that we'd had. I thawed out or Sharice thawed them out, and I put um, what sauce did I, I used a uh, Sonora sauce that I got from uh, my buddy um, uh, Chad Belding um, uh, from the Fowl Life podcast. Uh, he did a thing, the provider uh, guide to grilling and cooking uh, wild game, and mm-hmm. he there was a series of. of uh, seasonings he sent out with that one was the Sonora, it was a Southwest sauce, so it's got a little cumin and this and that. But I used that on those skin on leg quarters last night. Put it all under the skin, real good. Trimmed them up. Put those on the Traeger for about an hour at about three seventy five. Uh, did a, a foil packet of um, cauliflower with olive oil Ooh. and little um, cavenders, and rolled that up. Put it on there as well. Like I said, about an hour at three seventy five, and I mean it was as good as barbecue chicken as i've had anywhere you know mm. i mean it's just the yeah. traeger the traeger really it takes it a lot it of that so, error it, dude, it, it's it, so easy. it makes it so so easy doesn't it yeah you're not going you're not going i mean i remember having the green egg before and trying to get the temperature and come out there and my sausage is just burnt to a crisp and i'm like exactly left it for five minutes everything um you know i've had i've had some some friends that it, whenever i'm i'm tell them they almost think i'm just trying to sell them a pellet grill yeah. i get nothing oh, yeah. from Rec tech, but I am a, absolutely a huge uh, fan and believer in them, but it's more so just the pellet grill. The right. ease and the convenience of it, you still get a lot of the benefits. But you've got a workaround, don't you, Brantley, on the smoke? Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 I've absolutely got a workaround. And the one thing that I found with my pellet grill is that I just couldn't get the smoke that I liked to get from my offset stick burner that i had for years it just kind of the one that i had in florida chad i just took i think i sent you a video i put it on the the truck with it leaving i I finally threw it away it was really it's tough to let it go but anyhow i digress so um so i i just i started using this pellet grill and loved it everything's coming out perfect every single time because of how well they maintain temperature and all of that stuff, almost to the point of where I can pinpoint timing. Like, you know, I'll cook chicken 50 minutes at 350. At the 40-minute mark, I crank it to 375, and bam, that's chicken thighs with a crispy skin. Uh, you know, I mean, just Dialed in. different. They're absolutely yeah. locked in, yep. locked in. But the one thing whenever I would cook low and slow... I didn't get on my pork butts or my briskets 
the full amount of smoke. They were fine. There was nothing in the world wrong with them, but I like it a l- just a little heavier with a little heavier smoke. So my workaround with that was I took a meatloaf tray, just an old, you know, meatloaf tray. Little, I drilled holes in it. Tray. Yeah, just an old aluminum tray that, you, you know, it had somehow gotten a little rust. It was an old one, you know, so it's like, we got to toss that thing out. And I said, you know what? I got an idea here. And I'd seen some product that would kind of burn wood next to your fire firebox in your uh, in your pellet grill. So I, I'm going to make my own. So I drilled holes in, in this thing so it could get some airflow. And then I will just light, I'll put wood chunks in there, put some wood chips, and then eventually chunks. And I just light that thing and get it burning, get it, get a nice fire going with it. And then bam, I put that by my firebox and uh, I put it by the firebox in the pellet grill. And that gives it about an hour, hour and a half of just a tray full of real wood smoke on top of the pellets. But it gives that little extra uh, kick. So there you go, everybody. There's your... There you go, competi- competition barbecue people. There you go. You're welcome. So it's going back to what you did before on the smoker, like as far as you're getting the deep flavor, but now you've got the consistency That's and right. dialed in process of that Traeger. I mean, the same thing with the sous vide. I, I kind of, the sous vide cooking, you yeah. know, I was an old neighbor. I had two great neighbors. <laughs> my old neighbor before that was big into the sous vide thing. And it was like, I mean, I feel like you're cheating, you know, like, and I'd eat a steak and I'd cook my steak and mine was great as his sometimes, but his was always great, you know? And it was like, every so time. now I have one and I'm a big believer in it. And when it comes to steak, that's the only way I cook steak. That's the only way I cook steak. That's it. That's it. That's the only way I do them now. And same thing with short ribs. I'll take a short rib and cook those for 48 hours and I'll put them up against any short rib in the country. You know what I mean? They, it is phenomenal. So. Oh, wow. Um, I'm not, I haven't done I got that. a 48 hour oh. recipe for you. Now it takes some commitment you know you got to plan this but it'll be the best short ribs you ever put in your mouth well (laughs) time is ticking send it have you seen that jr the the sous vide device where it yes water yeah 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 yeah. it's like a emulsion thing or something yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's i mean i've even i've even uh i haven't done this yet but i it's something that i will do uh you know take take like a brisket or if you want especially like a brisket I would say like a brisket flat, smoke it. You're almost reverse searing it. I haven't done this, but I do believe that it would be just fine. You know, you, uh, you, you take it, you, you could even smoke it for three or four hours Yep. just to really get, really get it in there. Good to where it gets to the, the brisket gets to that stall at 160 degrees and then put that bad boy in a, in a bag and then let it sit in a sous vide for 24 hours and oh, see what happens. I'll tell you what's going to wow. happen. You're going to have a bunch I mean, of goodness. That's what you're going to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, maybe do it, take it to like 180 degrees, the sous vide. I don't know. I know that you typically, I, I take my brisket to about 195. That's when I start to probe it, see if it, see how it's tender, you know, how it's, how it's probing. And then that's kind of the end. I'm getting getting towards the end. I'll pull it sometimes if it's right. I'll pull it 195, and then I'll put it in a cooler and rest it for at least four hours, period. Wow. Mm. Uh, and I do a brisket just like Aaron Franklin and, and them do in Texas. It's just salt and pepper only. That's it. And the same way with Chad sent me, uh, sent me that tri-tip. I did it the same way. 
the exact same way. I don't remember uh, how I cooked it, though, Chad. I think we started with <laughs> the sous vide. We, we sous vide it and then yeah, finished we it. Yeah, yeah, we finished I, it with yeah, the sear. Yeah, sous vide and then seared it. We yeah, because exactly yeah, I actually right. sous vide it here um, and took it to my old neighbor who had now moved it to another like a different neighborhood and there was some game on a big game, maybe the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I took it over there and we finished sous vide in it there. And then he finished it on the grill and it, you know, it was, it was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, mm, now that to. we've gotten all of our audience and ourselves uh, into a frenzy, ready to eat something, maybe we should, uh, <laughs> maybe we should peel <laughs> off and come back and do a, uh, condiments and, uh, sauces episode next week. And uh, yeah. everybody go. Everybody go to their favorite local barbecue joint now, and uh, no keep keep the doors on and critique it down. Let them know. Let That's us right. know. Send a message right. in where you tried afterwards. Where you're, if there's any on the list you've ever had or want to go to, or definitely let us know if there's some we missed that we need to um, know about in any of these locations. Because uh, I'm, uh, I'm I don't know if I'll ever quit eating barbecue. If they told me I had to quit, oh, we might, no. might have to. No, make no. Some arrangements. No. And I, me and my little Weber got have a special. Just, uh, special relationship you know i i hadn't given yeah. up on her I'm, I'm on my third one hey don't don't get me wrong if somebody gave me a traeger like i'm sure i'd utilize it like i got my gas grill oh, yeah. for certain things but man i love my little weber yep. but anyway oh i love i love a weber look there's no here's the thing there is no right or wrong barbecue pit right i'm with you uh though jr i'm totally with you the pellet grill i use it predominantly because i can just literally press a button make sure there are pellets in it Yep. Tell it what temperature I want, and then we're rolling yep. really quick. And I like everything the, else. I've got to, you know, you got to yeah. build the fire and, and all I, that, which I'm fine with. I like doing that. I get stuff, it. But, I get it. Know, right. I get it. And when I and and two for me, the Traeger. When I first heard about it, and got into it. And I was really trying to eat real clean. And for me, the the aspect of burning uh, the pellets on a uh, electric probe that that's all the power uses an electric probe to fire the pellets, and the pellets are all natural wood chips compressed using their own uh, natural sugars to hold them together. It's just really clean. And I always thought, you know, I'm trying to eat clean. So I, I don't know if, uh, you know, coal and, and other woods going to have any of the um, carcinogens or anything that's, that's are not great for you. But I just thought I really like the aspect of, I know this is clean and I'm not using a lot of, you know, power and, and electric. Cause like, and two, we live down here where it's hot. I don't want to do anything on my, in my oven. And I used to like using yeah, my no. oven, but it, hell, it's hot. I don't want to heat my house up we're not, anymore. No, so we're not going to do use that. The, I'm using minimal power. I'm out at the Traeger, and it's not warming up my house, and it's in my breezeway where I, I'm, I'm under a canopy, screened in yeah. from bugs, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, but I just I like that aspect that it's a real clean way to eat. And, yeah, the consistency and ease, it's like having a smoker oven. Yeah, that's, that's it's basically exactly like running an oven. Is. You put it on the temperature. And it's gonna like you said. You need you got to keep it clean. You got to make sure you have pellets. You don't. You know there are ways to stall it. Or there, are, oh, yeah. I have. I had a flare up early on. I didn't start it right. I had a flare up early on, having oh, yeah. my singed mine really good. But Traeger was awesome. I sent them a message, and they sent me a whole new barrel and burn box and all that. Um, yeah, I, I had a little. Them. I had an issue with mine recently. It's it was simply um, the fire the the probe. The, the pellets it finally it got hot it it was a it was more of a blowout like yep. we're i'm sitting right here and all of a sudden it starts boiling my wife smoke. comes in yeah it's and she's like hey i know it's smoking but it's uh smoking it's a little smoking more than a dif- little different right and I, as soon as i opened the door and walked out <laughs> yeah it just jumped and i was like uh oh hey 
It was fine though. Yeah. The 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 uh it had started a fire and was and then it just kept feeding it pellets. Right. And then eventually there's so much smoke, I guess, that'll just build up in that thing. It just'll it'll backfire. But uh, yeah, yeah, mine mine yeah, didn't so. necessarily backfire, but yeah, I walked out and realized my whole neighborhood was smoky. I was like, that's a little more smoky <laughs> than normal. Yeah. A little much. And it had got and then I realized it was up to like eight hundred degrees. Yeah, something was wrong. But it had gotten too many pellets in there before it ignited them and so then it had too many you know. But uh, but besides that, but you know, I've never I've never had many problems with it at all. And yeah, uh, I, yeah. my, my Traeger is right next to my Weber 33, you know, and uh, I, I do need a And I still do want a small gas grill because there are certain times I want to gas fire certain things for a char or for color or certain yeah. things or just for ease. I, uh, I smoked a pot roast this week and an electric smoker. I've, I've, a friend of mine gave me a, his electric smoker that he had won in some deal and, uh, Cause he knows that I'm going to eventually convert it over with my pellet grill and I'm going to turn it into a smoke box, run a hose from my right. pellet grill to that. So I could cold smoke stuff, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to get into yeah. all into it, but he knows I love it. But hell I've started just using it recently just for some stuff like that, that won't get it too dirty right. inside. I don't, you know, I don't want to put chicken thighs in there and just start, really right. bringing her down quick but right stuff like that where it's kind of in pans or racks of ribs because a lot of times i do just do them dry i do just dry ribs yep and then i make the decision three or four hours into it am i gonna go with the sweet and honey the honey for the money or am yeah. i just gonna let them ride you know right. so uh, all those life choices you know that they get tough. they're they're difficult they really are they are they're <laughs> tough decisions but I'm glad to know that whenever our uh, whenever we come over to Orange Beach here soon, that we'll have a little Traeger that we can be smoking a Boston Bud or some yes. ribs on uh, while I kick Blasey's ass. Could yeah, be I mean, I tell you what, Brant Lemon, you got some good points there. What's going to go well is that Traeger. What's not going to go well is you in this competition, you know. But hey, that. we're going to have fun. I'm still going to love you afterwards. And I'm going to eat a lot of you. crawfish, so I'm excited. I'm actually not. Oh, I'm yeah. kind of up against it. I, I get what I'm up against here. I mean, this dude's from Louisiana. I mean, he came in and we both cooked crawfish. They were both really good, and he he taught me yep. a few things. So, but you know, you learn from the master, and then finally one day you got to slay the master, and it, and that's going to happen down in Orange Beach soon, you know. I'm fine. Uh, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. I ain't shaking, bro. I know you're not. Let's go. I mean, I'll, but but the one thing I can guarantee is that anybody that happens to be at the Floribama that day is, number one, they're going to get the best crawfish experience they have ever had in their freaking life. You're already welcome, whoever you are, and thank you for, thank you for voting for me. Appreciate it. 